we left uh, last week's episode talking about eliminating time. So instead of adding time to oneself, Eckhart mentioned removing time. And how the elimination of time from your consciousness is the elimination of ego. It is the only true spiritual practice. And in one's own discovery on this path there, there is the seeing. of the ego and its consequences, its activity. Thoughts about the past, what should have been, worries about the future. Living in past, living in future. The discovery that life is only tasted in the present moment. It is alive, fresh, peaceful. Imagine all of the mental structures, they exist in time. When I was this years old, when this situation happened or can potentially happen, so we can use past, use future, but it is not our main reality, it is not our automatic, our conditioned self. And in this self-discovery, you become more sensitive to the contrast of being in the present moment, the lightness, the ultimate silence that's behind or underneath all noise happening, the inner silence. And then there's a noticing when you may catch yourself when presence is not there. Sometimes it's you reach a, a threshold of suffering. I can't take this anymore. And you're out of it suddenly. It's, you let go. You're not holding on to <clears throat> the heavy thoughts, heavy thought structures that exist in time. Today's reading, we begin with the passage, 
the dreamer and the dream. Non-resistance is the key to the greatest power in the universe. Through it, consciousness, spirit, is freed from its imprisonment in form. Inner non-resistance to form, whatever is or happens, is a denial of the absolute reality of form. Resistance makes the world and the things of the world appear more real, more solid and more lasting than they are, including your own form identity, the ego. It endows the world and the ego with a heaviness and an absolute importance that makes you take care, that makes you take yourself and the very and the world very seriously. The play of form is then misperceived as a struggle for survival and when that is your perception it becomes your reality. The many things that happen, the many forms that life takes on, are of an ephemeral nature. They are all fleeting. Things, bodies and egos, events, situations, thoughts, emotions, desires, ambitions, fears, drama, they come, pretend to be all important, and before you know it, they are gone, dissolved into the no-thingness out of which they came. Were they ever real? Were they ever more than a dream? the dream of form. When we wake up in the morning, the night's dream dissolves and we say, oh, it was only a dream. It wasn't real. But something in the dream must have been real, otherwise it could not be. When death approaches, we may look back on our life and wonder if it was just another dream. Even now, you may look back on last year's vacation or yesterday's drama and see that it is very similar to last night's dream. There is the dream and there is the dreamer of the dream. The dream is a short-lived play of forms. It is the world, relatively real, but not absolutely real. And then there is the dreamer, the absolute reality in which the forms come and go. 
The dreamer is not the person. The person is part of the dream. The dreamer is the substratum in which the dream appears, that which makes the dream possible. <coughs> it is the absolute behind the relative, the timeless behind time, the consciousness in and behind form. The dreamer is consciousness itself, who you are. To awaken within the dream is our purpose now. When we are awake within the dream, the ego-created earth drama comes to an end, and a more benign and wondrous dream arises. This is the new earth. The next passage is titled Going Beyond Limitation. In each person's life, there comes a time when he or she pursues growth and expansion on the level of form. This is when you strive to overcome limitation such as physical weakness or financial scarcity, when you acquire new skills and knowledge, or through creative action bring something new into this world that is life-enhancing for yourself as well as others. This may be a piece of music or a work of art, a book, a service you provide, a function you perform, a business or organisation that you set up or make a vital contribution to. When you are present, when your attention is fully in the now, that presence will flow into and transform what you do. There will be quality and power in it. You are present when what you are doing is not primarily a means to an end, money, prestige, winning, but fulfilling in itself when there is joy and aliveness in what you do. And, of course, you cannot be present unless you become friendly with the present moment. That is the basis for effective action, uncontaminated by negativity. Form means limitation. We are here not only to experience limitation, but also to grow in consciousness by going beyond limitation. Some limitations can be overcome on an external level, 
there may be other limitations in your life that you have to learn to live with. They can only be overcome internally. Everyone will encounter them sooner or later. Those limitations either keep you trapped in egoic reaction, which means more intense unhappiness, or you rise above them internally by uncompromising surrender to what is. That is what they are here to teach. The surrendered state of consciousness opens up the vertical dimension in your life, the dimension of depth. Something will then come forth from that dimension into this world. Something of infinite value that otherwise would have remained unmanifested. Some people who surrendered to severe limitation become healers or spiritual teachers. Others work selflessly to lessen human suffering or bring some creative gift into the world. In the late 70s, I would have lunch every day with one or two friends in the cafeteria of the Graduate Centre at Cambridge University where I was studying. A man in a wheelchair would sometimes sit at a nearby table, usually accompanied by three or four people. One day, when he was sitting at a table directly opposite me, I could not help but look at him more closely and I was shocked by, by what I saw. He seemed almost totally paralysed. His body was emaciated. That's the right pronunciation. His body was emaciated. His head permanently slumped forward. One of the people accompanying him was carefully putting food in his mouth a great deal of which would fall out again and be caught on a small plate another man was holding under his chin. Occasionally, the wheelchair-bound man would produce unintelligible croaking sounds and someone would hold an ear close to his mouth and then amazingly would interpret what he was trying to say. Later, I asked my friend whether he knew who he was. Of course, he said, he is a professor of mathematics and the people with him are his graduate students. He has motor neuron disease that progressively paralyzes every part of the body. He has been given five years at the most. It must be the most dreadful fate that can befall a human being. A few weeks later, as I was leaving the building, he was coming in. 
and when I held the door open for his electric wheelchair to come through, our eyes met. With surprise, I saw that his eyes were clear. There was no trace in them of unhappiness. I knew immediately he had relinquished resistance. He was living in surrender. A number of years later, when buying a newspaper at a kiosk, I was amazed to see him on the front page of a popular international news magazine. Not only was he still alive, but he had by then become the world's most famous theoretical physicist, Stephen Hawking. There was a beautiful line in the article that confirmed what I had sensed when I had looked into his eyes many years earlier. Commenting upon his life, he said, now with the help of, a, of the voice synthesizer, who could have wished for more? The next passage is titled, The Joy of Being. Unhappiness or negativity is a disease on our planet. What pollution is on the outer level is negativity on the inner. It is everywhere, not just in places where people don't have enough but even more so, where they have more than enough. Is that surprising? No. The affluent world is even more deeply identified with form, more lost in content, more trapped in ego. People believe themselves to be dependent on what happens for their happiness. That is to say, dependent on form. They don't realise that what happens is the most unstable thing in the universe. It changes constantly. They look upon the present moment as either marred by something that has happened and shouldn't have or as a deficient or as deficient because of something that has not happened, but should have. And so they miss the deeper perfection that is inherent in life itself. A perfection that is always already here, that lies beyond what is happening or not happening, beyond form. Accept the present moment and find the perfection that is deeper than any form and untouched by time. The joy of being, which is the only true happiness, cannot come to you through any form, possession, achievement, person or event through anything that happens. The joy cannot come to you ever. It emanates from the formless dimension within you, 
from consciousness itself and thus is one with who you are. So we will pick the reading back up in the, the next the next episode. And just a small comment. You can almost see the the line, a thread that's connected through almost any narrative that any passage we've read in this book. There's almost different sides to the same thing. So there's various examples and pointers. And for example, the the chapter of eliminating time is is almost uh, mentioned here when people inherently miss the perfection of life of the present moment and as you you continue on your I used the word journey but we, we all know it's not in the sense what we're advancing or progressing or trying to get somewhere but in in perhaps a word of agreement huh, of of our practice of our deepening so in this self-discovery journey we we see or i can say for myself i begin to see more links more things that show there's a connection where at first there may have been seen as separate but that the 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 essence the word oneness comes to mind and you begin to see the oneness in more and more things that's something you too have experienced as we've as we've been reading through the passages that although different words have been used but there is the recognition the experience of of that oneness that beingness within you all of the words here are pointing to And it can be a useful tool as well. When we look at the mind, we look at our unique experiences where certain pointers will will immediately grab us. It will resonate with whatever life experiences we've had. And to another person, it may go over their head. They may not grasp it at all. So by talking about it in various examples, various sides, using different language, it allows to almost, wherever the ego is hiding, (laughs) it allows it to come up to the surface and to be seen and to be dissolved ultimately. So just to, to scan over the a few passages we've read, the dreamer and the dream. The opening line is, non-resistance is the key to the greatest power in the universe. 
nothing more needs to be said about <laughs> about that. It is. And as as that is being read, always feel the not the mental understanding of that sentence, but really follow that pointer of non-resistance and discover that power for yourself. Just the power of non-resistance, whether it's an interaction with somebody that usually there's resistance, whether verbally or internal resistance, or there's a, a resistance to a situation, circumstances or life, we look at the example here of Stephen Hawking's, a very extreme example of surrender. And that's something that we can absorb and implement there as well. And Eckhart is talking about the dreamer, where the forms come and go. And that to awaken within the dream is our purpose now. That when we are awake within the dream, the ego-created earth drama comes to an end. And a more benign and wondrous dream arises. That this is the new earth. And then going beyond limitation, where Eckhart says, all form is limitation. And, and everyone will encounter them sooner or later. And that limitations either keep you trapped in egoic reaction, and we can refer back to non-resistance from the previous chapter, which means intense unhappiness. You can imagine the, the talk that resistance carries with it, whether in, with thoughts of constantly complaining and all the inner, the physical resistance, the, imagine the body tensing up, not wanting this to be, but can see the insanity there of what is, of resisting what is. It is, so how can that, how can that be resisted? And by surrendering, the surrendered state of consciousness opens up the vertical dimension in your life, the dimension of depth. I refer to the, the journey, or at the start here, the self-discovery. It's a discovery of the depth of who we are. And of course, as you, as you know, I do quite enjoy the stories and memories that Eckhart shares. So, about him in his cafeteria and observing Stephen Hawking in the cafeteria. A 
and very powerful line when Eckhart's eyes met Stephen Hawking's eyes and there was a a clear there was a, his eyes were clear that was you can almost sense to surrender even though this was a long time ago the but you can just by reading that you can you can evoke that within us And then finally, the joy of being. Here it is said that the deeper perfection is missed, the deeper perfection that is inherent in life itself, a perfection that is always already here. So that perfection is being covered up by the negativity covered up by thoughts, by form, identity, whether to things, thoughts, feelings, emotions, people. And this is the contrast we can go back to that, I think at the start here, the identification with form, being lost in content, Eckhart says, so being trapped in ego, when you are stepping out of that, you can almost feel the the contrast in the heaviness, the limitations of that, and then the limitless sense of being. And finally, just to read a few lines at the end of this passage here, that joy cannot come to you ever. It emanates from the formless dimension within you, from consciousness itself, and thus is one with who you are. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I wish you well, and I will speak to you again very soon. Take care.